I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. How the heck are you? I hope you're doing awesome. Today, we're going to talk about SWOT analysis. It's super amazing and powerful and nerdy all mixed together, which is the perfect balance for me. <laughs> I love nerdy stuff, but I love things that work and are powerful too. So maybe you've heard of a SWOT analysis, maybe you haven't. It's kind of a corporate kind of business consultancy type of thing that happens. It's really, really useful to do uh, periodically in your company. It's actually useful to do in your family too. And we do SWOT analysis with our kids and it's really, really fun. So SWOT is an acronym that stands for strengths weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And it's a super simple exercise, but I'd love for you to, to think this through right now for yourself because it can bring a lot of clarity super, super fast. So the, f- the first thing is, is you take a piece of paper, you draw a line down the, down the middle, and then a line left to right. You make like a big, you know, four quadrants on the piece of paper, and the S goes in the top left, and the W goes in the top right, and the O for opportunities goes in the bottom left, and the T for threats goes in the bottom right. And you basically just scribble down stuff that comes to mind. So one thing that's really important uh, for business owners is to actually recognize your strengths. Uh, I think a lot of times the people I work with, they're one of the reasons that they struggle is because they're trying really, really hard to get good at something that they're just not designed to be great at. And I'm not saying that you can't muscle through stuff and you can't do things you're uncomfortable with. I mean, you, that's part of business. But at the same time, like, why are you beating your head against a wall trying to build your own website, for example, when you just really don't get technology, right? Or you're watching tutorials or you think you need to to like figure out something or learn something and you're just not good at it. Or, or maybe you're doing your own bookkeeping and it drives you insane. It makes you want to jump off a cliff. It makes you want to drive into a tree because you're not designed for that. Like I, you know, all of us are different, but you know, there's certain things that I hate doing. I loathe doing it. And if I have no other choice, I'll do it. But um, I'm always finding a way to get out of that. And by recognizing your strengths, you can realize, hey, maybe I'm not actually spending enough time on the things I'm good at, right? If you're really, really good at talking to people and networking and sales and relationships, if you're a good motivator, how can you spend more of your time doing what you're good at, right? So this is pretty straightforward, but write down your strengths and and spend time on it. Another problem is that people feel uncomfortable acknowledging their strengths. Uh, or I'll talk to people and they, they say, well, I don't really know. I don't really know what my strengths are, right? Well, if you're not sure what they are, ask some people that are close to you. Ask some of your close friends and family. Ask your wife. Ask people around you. Say, you know, what do I tend to exceed at? Or succeed at? Like, what do what do I excel at naturally? What am I good at? Like, what are some positive things that come to mind when you think about me? Right, and it might be a list of things you hadn't thought about, and then figure out how that could apply to your business. How you can do more of those things. The next category is weaknesses. Uh, to be honest, most people overly beat themselves up, so I don't think you'll have a problem <laughs> coming up with weaknesses. But list them, list them out. Like, what do you what do you struggle with? Is it discipline? Is it consistency? Is it fear? Is it 
self-limiting beliefs? Is it sales? Is it numbers? Right? And then what can you do to improve on those things? So if you're looking at a list a list of weaknesses, um, it doesn't mean that you have to become a, a magical unicorn in all of those categories. And you shouldn't feel bad about yourself because you have a big list of weaknesses because all of us have a big list of weaknesses. Instead, what you got to figure out is, all right, with this particular weakness, do I need to uh, solve this problem and just lean into it? Or do I need to outsource it and get rid of it, right? So if you have a weakness of anything, uh, maybe there's an opportunity for you to find another person to help cover that blind spot for you. So if you say that your weaknesses is knowing your numbers, th there's really two different ways to look at it the f you know, in terms of solving it. Number one, you could say, all right, I'm going to commit to actually, you know, going through some courses, learning about P&Ls and balance sheets and expenses and cost of goods and all the things, all the KPIs and the dashboards and the metrics. And I'm going to figure out the numbers thing once and for all. I'm going to spend the next month and dig in and watch all the boring tutorial stuff. And I'm just going to once and for all conquer this mountain. I'm going to know my numbers. I'm going to calculate my numbers. I'm going to get it organized. I'm going to do it. And that's awesome. That's amazing. And most of you could do that, right? But an equally valid way to address it would be to find a who. You know, sometimes we ask how we can do things when really we need to ask who can do this thing. We don't have to do it all, but you have this list of weaknesses, you know, either man up, buckle up and solve it or delegate it out, hire a bookkeeper, whatever. If you're not good at sales, let's start recruiting a sales guy to work for you. If you're not good at a certain thing, how, how can we outsource it? How can we find the, the website guy? If you're not good at technology, all right, who do we got to hire? Who do we have to bring onto our team to solve that problem? And the third category is opportunities. And this is huge because we forget about all the opportunities we have right in front of us because we don't write them down. We don't think about them or we get busy and we're surviving. There's so many opportunities, so many opportunities. Think even, even just as a simple first example, think about all the people you already know. You know, network marketing companies do this. Like when you sign up, in, if you're going to be in like multi-level marketing, one of the first things they'll have you do is write down a list of all the people you know, right? You know, your your warm list, your warm audience. And you and it's hard because you'll start out and you'll write down like five people. You're like, okay, I got my mom and my dad and my wife and my best friend, Todd. And like, that's it. And you're like, but if you actually spend like 20, 30 minutes on it and really think, who do you know? Like who knows you? Where if you saw them at the grocery store, they're like, hey, what's up, John? Like, it's a list of hundreds of people, but we forget. So opportunities, you might know more people than you think, more realtors than you think. Maybe there's some people in property management, right? Like, just our network alone, uh, we don't leverage it correctly. Think of your own personal Facebook profile. A lot of business owners don't even really post about what they do or put videos or before and after pictures and just have fun with it. And you could make an extra $40,000 in revenue just from doing that once a week, some of you guys. So there's lots of opportunities. Maybe there's uh, commercial contacts that you haven't followed up with, right? So COVID happened and you've been kind of nervous, and but you haven't circled back. You haven't just kind of re-engaged the conversation. That's an opportunity. Maybe there's a bunch of quotes that you've already given that haven't said yes, but they also haven't said no. That's an opportunity. Maybe there's some new buildings being built in your area, right? Or there's some new construction happening and you could go network and figure out how to talk to them, right? Maybe you could make a list of all the homeowners associates associations in your area. That could be an opportunity. There's a bajillion opportunities, right? You could, I mean, it's limitless, but I think it's cool to make a list of it when you do a SWOT analysis and then circle the top one, two, or maybe three things that you could focus on. It just gives you a lot 
of clarity. And then, of course, we get to the T, which is threats. This is like my favorite part of it. So when I'm coaching business owners, I'm always trying to figure out what is the threat. Now, to give you more context, uh, the threat depends on what their uh, quantifiable end result is, what their objective is, what their primary outcome is. So when I'm working with someone, I'm very clear that all of the decisions we're going to make on what to build, what to do, what to create, you know, the, the the goals that they set, everything that we do has to be congruent and in alignment with their primary objective. So let's say that we have a 12-month objective to hit, you know, a million dollars in revenue or pay off $50,000 in credit card debt or, you know, hire these three job positions or get our personal income up to a certain level or buy another company or it could be anything. I don't care what it is, but there's this quantifiable, very measurable end result. And then every decision we make needs to be measured against that result. And it makes decision making way more binary. It's more black and white. It's like, do I buy this truck? Do I invest, you know, $1,000 a month into SEO? How do you answer those questions unless you have something to measure that decision against? And that's why it's really important you have a very clear objective. So anyway, so when it comes to threats, one of the things I encourage people to do is to be uh, productively paranoid. And I heard about this concept somewhere, like, I can't remember if it was Steve Jobs or someone. I heard an interview and they were talking about how Steve Jobs had a bad case of productive paranoia and and how it can really be a powerful thing. So I'm not talking about walking around in fear and anxiety. What I'm talking about is being hyper aware of all of the threats to you getting that primary objective. Like what are all the things that could happen that could ruin our chances of getting what we want? So whatever it is that you want, We need to list out in the threats column all the things that could just really just kill that. And I think it's really, really healthy to have a certain level of productive paranoia. For example, maybe you have a really good uh, set of employees right now. Things are going good. And I hope that's true for you. Um, Now, business owner A would just kind of be like, yeah, awesome. And they're just doing their thing. Business owner B, who has productive paranoia, would still have their job recruiting ads going They would be refining the copy. They would still be doing interviews every month, even though they're not hiring, because they're mitigating a risk. They're uh, they're addressing a potential threat. They don't know that it would happen, but let's say that their goal was to get up to four crews by the end of the year, okay? And they have two crews. Well, because their primary objective is to get to four crews, one of the threats, the clear threats of them not getting there is attrition or people leaving, right? So like recruiting year-round would make perfect sense. It's it's a productively paranoid way to mitigate a threat or a risk. Does that make sense? I hope this makes sense because this is so powerful. And one of the things that's hardest to have when you're growing your company is clarity. It's hard to have clarity because we're doing 800 things at the same time and it's it's just so much work and there's fires to put out and there's angry customers and there's just stuff happening. You throw in a wife and kids and, and the top of it, it's, it's like crazy. So I totally get it, but a SWOT analysis is something you can do in 10 minutes that will bring you some instant clarity, just like that. Boom. You have instant clarity to help refocus, get your tunnel vision going. You know, I'm a big fan of tunnel vision. You'll need to have a little bit of tunnel vision. You need to have a quantifiable end result, a QER. You need to have a primary objective. 
and and then you do a SWOT analysis, uh, pat yourself on the back for your strengths, do more of those, identify your weaknesses and offload some of those tasks to other people or just man up and, and fix it through discipline. Opportunities, you need to be working all your opportunities, all the low-hanging fruit, all the things that, you know, rather than looking for the next new shiny object, what other things are already in front of us that we forgot about and run towards those things. And then threats, how do we build systems, how do we do things to mitigate risk, to, to cancel and offset the threats from us getting our primary objective, right? Have some tunnel vision. Go after it. You can accomplish amazing things this year. You know, people will work, you know, 15, 20 years of the family business and barely get up to three, four, five hundred thousand in sales. And, you know, it's okay, but it's kind of messy. It's not that great. But with a little bit of tunnel vision, by listening to, to podcasts like this or, you know, a lot of the resources Automate Grow Sell has, the courses, the communities, the Growth Vault Facebook group even, if you can get clear and have a little bit of productive paranoia and work hard, you can accomplish more in 18 months than most of these small business owners accomplish in 15 years. That is the truth. I see it every single day and I encourage you to go get it. I love you guys. You're amazing. Take care. God bless. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.